ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy Rufus. We have another very special guest this week in Mike Bethune. Uh, Mike and myself were teammates at Dean College for a year. Um, became pretty good friends over that amount of time. So, welcome, Mike, to the podcast. For having me. Um, like I said, we've been friends for two years now. Maybe that's been year two. Yeah, definitely been teammates for a year. Uh, a great friendship on and off the field. It's my guy. Glad to be here. Yeah, Dean was pretty cool in the sense of like where I came in as a transfer and everything kind of came together. Like, you know, wins and losses weren't really there, but the relationships I think a lot of us built along the way were impressive to say the least. So, Mike played at Dean and he also played professionally overseas for the Dusseldorf Bulldozers. Um, he got over 20, almost 2,500 uh, NCAA all purpose yards, including seven touchdowns. Uh, obviously, the COVID years mixed in there too, which is obviously tough considering the path that you were on from there. Um, and then eventually made his way overseas, four touchdowns in Germany, as well as uh, just about 1,300 uh, all-purpose yards professionally overseas in Germany. And he'll now be playing for the Mill City Eagles in this upcoming season. Honestly, I'm not, I've never been a huge staff person. I've never really been big about it. But honestly, I just use them as what I need to improve upon my game. Ultimately, if I need to score more touchdowns, that's my <laughs> most important goal. <laughs> For sure. I'll, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, just being able to say you're a professional football player uh, is definitely a neat thing. So that's pretty much what we're going to be focused on for today's podcast. Um, so I'm gonna start it off with actually we get a call into I get a I get a check I think I think it was just, I think we got a call from Owen to Owen Jalbert on the team so he gave I us a I... he gave us he gave us a call uh, to work with which is much appreciated love when they use the the call on the text line there uh, but my first question for you Mike was uh, what went into your decision to play overseas so I only played six games my senior year because I had. Uh knee injury um i hurt something in my acl um but i didn't hear it or anything like that but it did sideline me for a little bit ultimately and it really derailed what i wanted to do and because ultimately my goal of course was is to play it was to play at the next level um but the nfl wasn't looking realistic at that time and i wasn't sure what to do so i kind of took the route of watching YouTubers, like, destroying, um, checking out other people that I've been teammates with, like Ricky Benson. Um, he was an upperclassman when I first came into Dean. He plays in Mexico. Um, just talking to people that way. Coach A-Rob was a big help. Um, he put me in connection with uh, someone he was cool with that played overseas. Learning about this website called Europlay was just kind of what really uh, – swayed me to like maybe playing overseas isn't as crazy as a thought as like I thought it was before. Um, opening my perspective to NFL is not the only way you can be a professional. It's not the only way you can get paid. It's really what swayed me. And on top of that, when they reached out to me, um, he called me that same day he texted me for the first time. Uh, my old coach, Wolfgang Best, uh, he called me that same day on Facebook Messenger, like, had a 30-minute conversation about how much he felt like I could fit the team, and I felt appreciated. 
really young made me decide to take my talents, man. Like I said, definitely a neat story. Um, and like I said, that relationship that you have, like, with the coaching staff, with people, like, we were just talking about it before, like, networking and stuff like that, like, how it all came together for you to get over there. Um, now, one question I, I've always had about it was, was there, like, a language barrier gap you ran into over there? Or did a lot of people actually speak English? And was that, was it easy to kind of navigate the different language over in Germany? Or was it a little more difficult than you would have anticipated? So, this might sound weird, but, like, yes and no. Um, so, yes, there was definitely a language barrier. For example, you know how we have the breakdown huddle at the end of things, like a practice or in the beginning of a practice or before the game? Um, they're speaking in German, so, like, I have no idea what's happening. So, me, I had two other American teammates. Um, one of them was from California. And the other one was from New Jersey, but he lived in Germany for, like, the past two seasons because he played on the team the past two seasons. So he fluently understands uh, Dutch. So he understood, but me and my other boy, we had no idea what was happening. So every huddle that's going down, I have no clue what's going on. And then I usually have a teammate, like, that's telling me, like, oh, he's saying this. Like, at the end, you know what I'm saying? And then um, on, the, on the flip side of that, though, everyone does usually speak English. They really try their best to make you feel included. That's one of the things I appreciated the most about my experience, though. Um, same type of thing with Dean. I made friends. Uh, I made relationships there that will probably be friends for probably the rest of my life. Um, and, you know, I'm just very grateful that they made me feel at home the six months I was there. Now, what was like play calling like? I mean, I mean, play calling. I I think like you can. There's less of a need to speak in like a German. Like I feel you can kind of like English. That's a little more straightforward with numbers and like formation and stuff like that. Because it's very short, very brief. It's not like long put together sentences. It's more of this to the point. Was that in English? Yeah, it, the play calling was all numbers in English. Um, so it wasn't really. Uh, it's you know more like concepts. Like, trying to remember a play but it's a little little blank it's been in my house since I have those kind of plays but it's you know like they still like 42 whatever whatever 10 personnel 11 personnel 12 personnel 22 you know language of language of football is uh pretty well I mean where like obviously wherever you go now the language of football is spoken you know the same way as it was over here which obviously that's that's a huge bonus and in terms of like how you put together the numbers you did that's a huge plus to you as well because it's like if you couldn't understand play calls that would have been terrible uh just run right or just run left that that would have been terrible that would have been awful that would have been terrible but obviously you're able to you always be able to find success because there wasn't that that much of a language barrier. but obviously outside of the field is obviously a little different definitely definitely different now, what was like the pace and skill level adjustment like for you going from playing Division three college ball to then playing professionally overseas? So I would say the pace is fast. Professional ball is professional ball. Um, a, of course, it's not NFL standard, um, but professional ball is definitely quicker because you're playing against all adults with well-developed minds who know how to read and react. So like... Um, those delay steps that jumping around, thinking you're just going to dance on people, that's not going down as much. Um, people are getting to plays faster. Uh, people hit harder. Everyone's bigger. You know what I'm saying? Um, the only real difference was, like, 
like an interesting experience I had is like being teammates with people who have kids, like a full family, like married kids, that type of deal. So they wait list to keep in shape all the time, you know. So like that type of deal uh, was a little bit different, um, you know. But ultimately, I would say faster is the biggest the biggest discrepancy. But then again, I would say that American competition, in my personal opinion, is still just a little bit better. But I just feel like that more because now becoming a more popular sport over there. Whereas if in America, it's been a number one or two sport for a very long time, you know what I'm saying? So like, more people have strived to be a ball player. Where like, a great example is like, we, we share the practice thing with soccer organization who had a little league team and a professional team. So we split the field half ways in the beginning of our practice because the soccer team was playing. Cause that's, the, that's what's important. And we're not as important. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's kind of like, obviously for you, like Dean adjustment wise, like we split the field and stuff all the time. But obviously we had the field stuff. So I guess that wasn't the most difficult adjustment coming from college because obviously we have Grant and we didn't really use Longley. So we obviously the practice times changed and stuff like that. So not a huge, obviously probably not the hugest adjustment for you there in terms of how that went. Um, now, like, did you pick the mind of like any of your teammates that were from Germany or from Europe? Like, did you ever get like a chance to like, talk to them about like why they decided to play football? Like, what separated that sport from like what made them decide to play the American sport of football when there's soccer and stuff over there? Where they, they obviously is, I mean, it's so attainable like to play soccer. It's so easy to play soccer. I mean, they have fields, everything over there. Like, it's just like natural to them. People just grow up. They there's a ball at their feet. They play. There's Sunday leagues like everywhere overseas. What did you ever get the chance to pick their brains on, like why they decided to try out American football? Uh, yeah, I actually have gotten. Uh, I grew a really great connection with a lot of the teammates I did have. Um, so I did pick their brains a lot on what was their thought process on why football was the choice for them, and uh, for, it was different for certain people. But a common answer was more like they watched it, um, they seen it, hard um, by players, like the way the game looked, have fun. Like, when they played around with their friends, so like, why not join a team? On top of that, they have so many leagues over there. Um, there's eight tiers of teams, and each professional organization has an understudy organization for, like, kids from the youth ages of, like, 10, 12, all the way to turn about 17, and then you go to the professional. So... Just that, um, basically, is it? Do you call it Pop Warner in Massachusetts as well? Yeah, Pop we have Pop Pop Warner. Yeah. So basically, that's their Pop Warner, you know. So learning, building, coming up with their own group of friends, and being different, and trying to win, and making another name for themselves in a different sport. On top of that, the crowds were bigger than expected, in my opinion. So. It, they actually got a following. It was cool to walk down the street and people knew who you were. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how fans. I didn't have any fan encounters or anything crazy, but like that was a very cool experience, and that's an experience that a lot of my teammates um, enjoyed, as they said. Also, top of that, a lot of them just wanted to be different. They didn't want to play soccer. Everyone plays soccer, you know. Wanted to be different in a certain way. Another one. Uh, yeah. That that club thing too would like it's a club. That's a huge soccer thing, or European football. 
Um, and they have youth academies, so all the way up, the kids go to school, they play soccer, they grow them through the farm system. So it's like in baseball, you have AAA, AA in that kind of sense. You have the minor leagues, and then you're obviously you have your different leagues now in the U.S. that are going to be kind of used, like the XFL is going to be used as like a minor league type of deal, or your practice squad's kind of different. Like the NFL is kind of on its own. But like they have those, you no, know, that's the same kind of thing. Like they're Pop Warner now. They have it's a club, so you're associated with them, and you build your way up. And then, you know, in soccer, a lot of times they'll call kids up from the, the from their youth clubs, like to get them some game time in certain games, and then they'll send them back down freely because they. Have, but they still have contractual ownership. They're still getting paid contracts, but they bump up and down between the academies and stuff, and they're still associated with those teams. And that's and obviously like while they're over there, like well, that's a great idea. I've always liked it. There's a couple of things I'd like professional sports in America to pull uh, from overseas. Relegation being Absolutely. one. Relegation, you can't tank. There's no more tanking uh, unless you want to lose all your revenue rights to being in the main league. Relegation's awesome. You see it in baseball. People just tank. I agree. Basketball, people just tank. No, no, no. You don't – You don't. no more draft picks. It just, you know, if, if you perform – like, you'll get a draft pick if you stay up. If you don't, the other teams that are coming in are going to get the draft picks. Like, there could be such a cool process in the U.S. where relegation would work. And then those youth academies, too, I think is really cool. Uh, I think soccer over here does it, too. But, like, could you imagine playing for, like, the U16 New England Patriots or the U16 Miami Dolphins? Like, that be – I don't know how it would work, but it's a super cool process to kind of – I mean, it would get rid of college ball, too, though. So that's where the only difference is in terms of that. I figure – this is how I think about it, right? If you really wanted to finesse it, you could do – U16 teams for like what are all the NFL teams, but then make them go to a college and have still have the college, or you have to be in a college for two plus years, or make a development league like the XFL, make that like a G League like the NBA does, or they could play two years in the XFL, right? So then they're still getting a professional experience or a college experience before they can get drafted, and you could still have them develop up, you know what I'm saying? I think they could do it as well. I think it would be a great idea because that's what really kept teams competitive. Even if you're having a losing season, like my team wasn't good. Uh, we didn't have a great record. But we knew that as a program, we, for the last four years, they've been coming up every time. So to go down again, to get relegated, not in our Right, relegated. Yeah, relegated. Yeah, relegated. So yeah, they go down. Relegated was not an option, so we fought hard and we won two of our last games, so that we wouldn't that wouldn't happen to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's such a it's such a unique thing that they have that I love. It's like it just no more tanking, no more this. Like you got to like compete, compete, compete. Ownership has to be willing to fund, and everybody has to be at their best, even when the record doesn't support that. Like you're like even at your worst, you've been at your best. The effort has been there, and there's no excuses anymore. Like that's what you have to do: compete and maintain that revenue. That ownership's gonna lose if they go down. Like that's what ends up happening is they end up selling a lot of players off, and a lot of stuff moves money wise because they just can't afford stuff because they don't stay up. So it really keeps everything super super competitive. That any given Sunday would be even more so improved. I think if if it were to be introduced over here. So that's, I think that's definitely a unique thing over there that I'd like to bring over here. Um, what was your favorite memory? Um, oh, playing ball over in Germany. Favorite memory would probably be. I had two, if I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I had some people come down. My dad, my mom, 
I had my grandma. So came back at separate times. Uh, like and watch games and those, both of those games I had the best games of my of my year. Uh, with my dad I scored receiving touchdown and rushing touchdown. Well, the receiving touchdown got called short, but I counted in my you know, <laughs> I had over 200 yards that game. And, and then when my mom and my dad came, I also had a very big game. Um, two touchdowns that game, two rushing touchdowns. I had a 70 yard kick return that I got out of bounds by accident. <laughs> so, like, uh, just them being able to see me and not having to watch the huddle clips because we didn't have the best um, streaming platform over there. So, I couldn't the games but just for them to actually see it live to see me be a professional was the cherry on top for me especially my mom and my dad because they're the ones who pushed me all the times that I felt like giving up or I didn't know if this was for me they kept pushing me and they kept putting me in opportunities to continue my and grow my game especially my mom and dad you know so probably my best yeah, it's got to be super cool to be able to share that experience over there, different country, playing professionally, and you get to share with the people that you've been with to get to that point. So it's like it's got that pinnacle, that top of the mountain that you climb up to and you get that experience. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Now, Very cool, bro. Now, outside of the adjustment language-wise, what were some of the other biggest life adjustments that you went through being in a, in a whole different country? So... Currency difference was a switch for me. You know, when you think of going on vacation, you bring, you, you know, you save up so that way when you're there, you're comfortable. Um, but when you go for that long, you know, you gotta start to switch the money around because you can't use American dollars over there. So that was a big, um, a big difference for me because. Uh, you know, when you flip currency, that, that changes things. But on top of that, they had so many things that were so cheap. Like, things that you buy here that cost so much, I'm getting over there for, like, $3. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, simple things, too. Or even expensive things, you know? Um, another big thing, there's no air conditioning over there. Um, so How hot did it get? Hot, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get too bad. Like there was only two days where it was a hundred plus degrees, and those days were horrible. But besides that, it wasn't too bad. Um, the walking places was so beautiful, bro. The architecture is so different. And I was so where I was, like a ten minute walk from uh, the All Stad is what it's called. It's the, the largest, I believe restaurant to bar ratio basically like a really huge 10 12 street strip of just bars restaurants stores where you can just go and they have like the tourist spot with like all the designer places and all that type of stuff and they had great food bro it was just like overall just an amazing experience bro and I, if i could i would definitely do it again that was actually one of my questions if you if you had the chance to do it all over again would you so that's that's Perfect right there. Yeah, I can actually I can actually spin that question with another thing for you just to give you some information, you know. Um, so, unfortunately, this year, I was supposed to go 
to another team in Germany, uh, but some business complications happened, um, which opened my eyes to a lot of things in the business world. But I'm not going to throw them under the bus or anything like that. Uh, but if it was up to me, I would be back in Germany. Um, but I'm blessed that Mill City gave me this opportunity. And, you know, one thing about me, I intend to do nothing but give them best of my efforts. Um, and I want to win. So, so like I said, I, I was I was so excited to bring you on to talk about um, all of it, just because like it's just it's such a cool idea to go over there. Now, I think I don't have. I think I, I'm going to read. Owens real quick too. Um So like it was like what was your like you know your first like your decision to go over to Germany and what made you come back? So obviously that kind of answers the second one cuz I had an idea cuz I looked at like the transcript of it. Um and then obviously we knew like what like going into the decision obviously we covered. So we covered both of Owens questions too which is pretty cool. Um yeah. So um Oh, and appreciate the call, bro. Thank you. Um, but yeah, covered, call, covered, like he said, basically like the first question was, I, I probably should have planned that out better, like your decision going into playing overseas and then obviously uh, coming back. Um, and then you answered one of mine too. Like I said, going out, would you go back over there again? Obviously you would have, you would have stayed and you would definitely do it all over again. Um, what were some of the, now you had like the life adjustments. What were some of the biggest football adjustments you had to make uh was your role what you thought it was going to be did you have to play some different roles and you kind of thought you were gonna have to go into or were you just kind of open-minded like hey whatever i can do to help the team i can do and that's it well as my teammate you know my mindset is always i just want to help the team win um and that's how i came into it but i ended up getting a bigger role than expected they actually kind of used me as a feature type of back um now a lot of people probably don't know this but I've never really been a feature back, uh, even high school. Um, I came off the bench a lot of times, or if I started, I didn't get the ball in certain packages. I was more receiver type of back, where they only gave me like jet sweeps and things of that nature. So to actually be a feature back, because even on Dean, I wasn't the feature back until my senior year. So to actually be that, the third down back, the first down back, the second down back, it actually helped me to develop my game even more, um, where I'm running down the middle 10, 15 times in the game to get killed, you know, <laughs> where I wasn't doing that as much, uh, you know, before, or uh, the, the ability that they allowed me to play more outside receiver and to get even more comfortable, making my routes better, um, challenging me to step up and lead the team to be the leader to help lead, to be a voice, um, even though I was a new face. It was a very, very uh, good experience for me. Uh, another thing that I really, I really helped my game was that I had a really good OC over there. He was always on my back and pushed me. Anytime I messed up, he was he messing up. What were you thinking? Uh, on the sideline, he really talked to me. What are you seeing? Like, how can we make this better? Can we do this? How can I help you feel more comfortable out there? Um, also teaching me, letting me know the hard truth about myself. 
even though I'm already hard on myself, but to be even harder on myself from a coach was great. Where it wasn't like I'm hard on you and I'm like yelling at you, but like more I'm talking to you like an adult and I'm pushing you because I see the greatness in you. Was uh, I really appreciated that. Yeah, that's got to be super cool. It's like it's one thing you see coaches get into players and you know be super tough on them, but then it's a it's another to actually be able to communicate with them like, hey, I don't like X, Y, and Z, but here's what I think we can do to change that, or what do you think we can do to change that? So it's just the odd. It's just like brutal honesty, but not in a way of like doing it with no idea of like a resolution, but actually being able to be like, all right, so this is what happened. This is what I don't like about it, but how are we going to fix it? How do you see it? How do I see it? Let's come to a like conclusion and you know fix the problem and go from there. That's good. That is coaching, and that is that is like I I think by definition that is coaching or good coaching at the very least. And it's cool that you got to experience that. Obviously, it helped you succeed over there. Yeah, it was uh, definitely. Now, when you were planning on going back, what were some of the things that you were focused on doing from a football perspective that you think were gonna was gonna take you from having a good first year to being you know great? What was like some of the like the aspects you were focused on, like really taking to the next level? My vision. I was really beginning to the last year and a half. Knowing the O-line's assignment on top of my assignment, on top of the receiver's assignment, on top of the linebacker on the other side's assignment and the defensive line's assignment. Because if I can learn and not know off the back of my head what everyone's doing, I know where they're going before they know where they're going. So it makes it easier for me to hit what I have to hit. Um, Another big point for me was to become a, a better receiver. I have the ability to be a receiver, but I'm no way a number one option receiver in my opinion. I'm more of a slot receiver. You me in the slot, I can make plays for you happen. So to become a more pure receiver, to be able to be inside, outside, um, that way was another big point for me. And then ultimately, I'm always considered as a small back. I'm only 160 pounds. So I get stronger not uh, slow myself down at the same time is another big point that I've been focusing on as well. Yeah, obviously that. I think people get lost in, like, just lifting to lift, but at least you had a plan to, like, hey, I can't get, I'm not going to get too bulky, too slow. I just have to, you know, there's a matter of maintenance, but also focus. I think I think game reps and practice reps are worth, especially for your position, are worth way more than, the actual weight room itself is worth the times. I feel like just getting reps at what you're doing is going to make you much better running, being out in the open space, uh, making cuts, everything like in the mental and seeing things catching. I think that's all more worth your, your, your while than slamming a bunch of weights around in the weight room, because it's like, you can, you really can't, if you're not totally doing it the right way, it can slow you down. If you're not, you know, a hundred percent onto you. So it's just, I think for you, like obviously for your position, that work is way, way more effective than I could say for me. Where it's like, if I'm just working pass rush moves all day, it's fine. But I'm still, if somebody gets their hands on me, I'm still going to get thrown around. So it's a little different position wise. But I think for your position, that's definitely more of a, a benefit for you. Is like you said, the vision and just like the actual reps itself. Yeah, definitely. On top of that, I've been um, joining flag leagues. Joined two so far. To just to get live reps against other people who. Even though they're not playing for the reason I'm playing, 
they're still going to give me the 110 because at the end of the line, we're fighting for a championship. So um, getting that competition and just learning how to be a winner. Um, one of the things that really bothered me mentally throughout my playing career is I haven't been on a lot of winning teams. So learning how to win, be a winner, inspire my teammates to want to win, is another big thing that I've also focused on. And I put a little bit of a flag myself going into last season because it was five on five, so you get a one on one pass rush every time. So I just used it for like reps to get to you know to to get myself more comfortable going into the season. So you know, flag obviously for that reason too is just it's live reps. You really can't say enough about. It. I mean, it's a different game, but it's still live reps. You're still running routes, still catching passes. You're still moving in open space, but making people miss, tracking tracking the hip, all of the above. So you know, people. I mean, with that reason in mind, it's a it's amazing it's amazing reps that you can get that other people really probably aren't getting in their off seasons or at least looking at it with that type of perspective which mm-hmm. elevates you above them for sure yeah i'm just uh just learning my route as an athlete has always been the underdog so just learning how to take advantage of advantages letting people see. so that way when they see me that my play will wake them up because you know I'm not a big talker more more about the work. Nah, you'd shrug every time we said Mister Two Hundred. So <laughs> you could <laughs> exactly that reaction right there is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, last one for you, Mike. Uh, what advice would you give to young players that are aspiring to play uh, overseas? My biggest advice is. Don't come into an organization thinking just because you're from America, you're the best player, or that you're going to run the team because there is some ballers out there. But also come into there hungry, come in there wanting to show them why you're worth the money you're spending. Ultimately, bet on yourself because no one else will. And believe in yourself. Give everything 100 times. Every single time, every single rep, just be the greatest you could be. That would be my my greatest advice. Never give up on yourself. Fair enough, Mike. Uh, I appreciate it. That's that was pretty much perfect timing. Everything went smoothly. Uh, appreciate your time, Mike. Appreciate everything you had to share about over there. I've always been interested in it, so it's like it's cool for me to actually get it on here. So I uh, really appreciate you joining me today. I appreciate you having me, bro. Anytime you want me to come back, just let me know. Yeah, it won't be the last time. We'll probably get into some Dean stuff in the future, whatever else, NFL, whatever it may be. This will not be the last time you'll be featured on. That's the cool. I love, I love, I love bringing on guests now with this like format that I have because it's never going to be the end. Like we, I've always every guest that I bring on is always it goes so well. I don't really think of in, in memory that I've had guests that haven't gone well. So I love bringing on people that I know that aren't only going to be good for an episode, but you know they're presentation everything goes well so it's like can always bring you back on for more and we will in due time so everybody thank you for tuning in uh be sure to uh, like and subscribe i'll have Mike's social media links in the uh bio as well i think but yeah bio as well um if you guys to go check it out go follow mike on his social media accounts as well but it's your boy rufus and for mike signing off appreciate you